Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. I'm Marcy Farrell from Thankful Homemaker, and I am so glad to be with you today. This is a little bit of a different episode for me. It's it's sort of like getting my email newsletter, but on steroids and in an audio format. Um, doing it this way, I can make it a little bit more personal and quite a bit longer. So I've titled this episode today, um, it's, we're on episode 158, and I've just titled it simply Updates, Time in the Word, and Some Current Favorite Things. So it's kind of a little mix of things. I, I just wanted to take an episode to share some quick updates on the blog and the podcast, some of my current favorite things or systems that are helping me, and really just have this episode feel a bit like we're sharing a cup of coffee and we're catching up. So I'm so glad you're here. First off, I, I want to start with um, kind of get my housekeeping out of the way. Some updates for the podcast. I shared with my newsletter subscribers last month, and if you're not one yet, I'd so love you to be. It's going to make a little more sense here in a moment, but I shared with them some changes I'm making to some of my social media accounts. There's nothing major yet, but I, I'm working on it slowly. I've deleted my my Twitter account and my LinkedIn account. My LinkedIn account, I do kind of laugh because maybe I have three followers and one of those being my husband and the other one a dear family friend. So not a whole lot going on there. Um, I'm also cutting back on posting on Instagram and maybe putting posts up two to three times a week or less when I, to some degree, when I feel like it or I feel like I have something to share. I'm maintaining my main Facebook page, but I will probably eventually, and I know some of you will be sad to hear this, I will probably delete the Thankful Homemaker private Facebook group. Um, I'm not there yet, but I, I also, I haven't allowed open posting in the group for many years now. Uh, there's regular posts that go up and people can comment on those posts and interact. Monitoring the group itself takes a lot of time, even without open posting. And it, it takes away from other areas and you mamas and wives and grandmamas are going to get it. It takes away from other areas I need to prioritize, like my home and family. So our, our group is a pretty large group. We have almost 7,000 women in it. And the most active post thread is always the prayer thread, which I t- so love. I love that. So I'm struggling with the decision to let the group go because of that thread. I, I appreciate how many of the ladies in our group commit to praying for one another each week. And my dear friend, Cindy, she is a dedicated prayer warrior. She spends a lot of time responding and praying for each of the ladies and encouraging them. She checks in on them. She is truly a blessing from the Lord to our group. So I'm considering gradually phasing out the group. Maybe I'll leave only the weekly prayer thread up for a while. So please keep me in your prayers as I make this decision. I tend to take a while to process and pray through these types of things. So from the time being, my main Facebook page will remain active. I use a post scheduler to simplify my posting routine, but I likely won't be very active on the threads. I'll pop in periodically, but not not every day. And as I previously mentioned to my email subscribers, the most effective way to contact me is through email. Newsletter subscribers, you can simply hit reply to any newsletter you get from me and I'll get your email. I have a connect tab on my blog on the main menu too, and you can access me through email there also. 
In the last newsletter, I asked the ladies to share topics they'd like to hear on the podcast. I've started a running list and one of the, I just want to share because it's one of the top topics that keeps coming up is prodigal children. So I hope to have an episode on this subject, if not later this month, hopefully early March. Since I have a prodigal, this topic is really close to my mama heart and continually in my prayer. So I'm with you there. It's one of the top ones on my list too. So in this next season for me, A Thankful Homemaker, I'll primarily spend my online time on podcast episodes and blog posts, as well as engaging with um, my Patreon group ladies, in which we call that the Friends of Thankful Homemaker. We've really created a close-knit group of ladies where we have a live casual Zoom coffee chat each month. It's on different topics. Maybe we talk about one of the podcasts or something. And then we also have a private group for open discussions. We have that on Facebook. And also through Patreon, we have a chat on there too. And we have a quarterly book club, which I love. This this current season, we're doing Trusting God by Jerry Bridges. And each month, I provide a video update on my home, family life, podcast developments, um, and I'll put more info. If you're interested, I'll put more info that um, on the show notes. It's another way to support what I do here at Thank the Homemaker, and it's another way to be part of just a smaller community, um, which I really enjoy. So with those housekeeping details out of the way, let's move on to a segment I like to think of as my sharing corner. Remember, I am not the title creative person, so I'm going to call this my sharing corner. I'm just going to share some things like what my current time in the world looks like. I always love hearing what people are doing and reading, so I'm going to share a little bit of that. Um, Doesn't mean you have to do it like I do it. I'm just sharing what I do. And then things I'm currently loving, uh, books, bits of encouragement from my recent reflections in the word, just times like that. So a little hodgepodge of things for you today. So For my time in the Word, I am one of those regular read the Bible in a year person. I've tried a two-year plan once, and you know what? It just didn't work for me, so I'm sticking with the one-year plan. And, And let me share here that I miss days, and when I do, unless it's like one or two, um, I just skip them and I keep going. I know, don't gasp at me. I know. I'm hoping y'all didn't turn off the podcast and, and unsub- unsubscribe when I said that. But <laughs> those missed days, they seem to happen during travel, vacation, crazy busy seasons, maybe even sickness. But for the most part, my time in the Word is pretty regular. I'm, I'm in that season, though. Remember, I am an empty nester now, so I'm in a different season than a lot of you ladies out there. I'm also a very early riser. My husband would say a little bit too early. I'm not sure if it's because I'm getting older, but I find myself up most mornings at 4.30 in the morning. Now, I don't have any reason to be up that early, except that I am just wide awake. And then it doesn't help me that I get up early because then I go to bed early. So it's kind of this vicious cycle I'm in, but I like it. I'm really content getting up that early in the morning. It's quiet. I really enjoy that. So my morning starts off, of course, with coffee. I'm a Lavazza coffee bean lover. There's just something about Italian coffee I really keep coming back to. I've tried other kinds, and I always come back to this. And it could be because maybe I have a little bit, I have some Italian in me. That could be. I don't know. I just really like it. I received also this wonderful Christmas gift from my daughter and her husband. It's called an ember mug, and it keeps your coffee at your preferred temperature all the way to the last drop. It's amazing. I can get two cups in one charge on it. I really like this mug. And my family might say a little bit too much. I have tried to stop talking about it so much to everyone, but I haven't shared it here with you all yet. So this time doesn't count, right? And if you're interested, my preferred coffee drinking temperature seems to be now I've settled in at 133 degrees. So that seems to be it. So while my coffee's brewing, I'll, I'm 
I'm old and I need to get things moving. So I'll do some stretches, just a couple exercises. I mix up my hydration water. I'm a really terrible water drinker, so I really have to work at it. I can't, I've tried like the salty water, like there's brands like LMNT, but for some reason it gives me really bad heartburn. So I use a hydration brand called Ultima. I like the raspberry flavor. It works for me. It's kind of like drinking an adult glass of Kool-Aid. There's no, there's not sugar in it, but it's, it's really yummy. So from there, I'll get situated in my favorite spot and I'll spend time with the Lord. And every time I do this, I have a memory in mind from a family friend who shared with us this thought. He said, when he wakes up, his first thought is, I can't wait to sit with Jesus this morning. And I love that. And it always goes through my mind every morning as I'm walking towards my chair. So I always begin with a short prayer before my time with the Lord. And then I'll just proceed to read from um, my Table Talk devotional. That's from Ligonier Ministries, followed by my daily from my Bible reading time. Some mornings, I like to use a resource called Be Thou My Vision. It's a liturgy for daily worship by Jonathan Gibson as a guide. It's been a really rich addition to my time in the Word, and it kind of walks me through traditions of biblical worship. It has um, various like prayers, confessions of the faith, catechisms, praise, prayers. And then I just work my Bible. I don't use the Bible reading in it. I work my Bible reading into it. I work my prayer time through it and my scripture memory work when I use it. And I usually use this particular resource when I have really a a little more time to linger. So I may use it just, just a couple times a week. And currently I'm using the McShane Bible reading plan and I use the Crossway Bible app to listen and read through it simultaneously. Um, If my husband isn't awake yet, sometimes I just let it read it out loud to me. Uh, But if he is awake, I'll 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 pop my headphones on. And I just enjoy the various voice options in this. That Crossway has revamped their Bible app, and they have a lot of different voice options, and they have kind of background music. So I've kind of settled in on Michael Reeves' voice with a music option playing in the background. I think I've settled on J.J. Heller's music option, but I, I kind of play around with that a little bit. So the McShane Bible reading plan is you read four chapters every day. It's two chapters from the Old Testament and two from the, um, I'm not going to get that wrong. I'm going to say that wrong because it's not always. I was going to say two from the New Testament. Right now it is that could change because I know you read through Psalms yet too. So I don't know how that all works. But right now I'm in two Old Testament, two New Testament. So, and then I'll journal And I'll journal about a verse or a section of scripture from my reading that really resonated with me. And I do have a free printable on my blog. It's um, it's called um, a guide to daily time with the Lord. It's and it's got some questions to help guide you in this part. If you really it's if you'd like to get started and you don't know where to begin or you just like a little help, it's it's a great little resource. It's free. It's at my free printable library. I typically, though, for the most part, I just journal out areas that are standing out to me. So I thought today what I would do is kind of walk through an example of what this looks like for me. So hang with me here because this isn't my Bible study time, but this is my reading and journaling time. I really aim to remember and pull something from what I read through a section and apply it. And if my time is short, I love this reminder from Donald Whitney. He said, I won't close my Bible until I can prayerfully think of at least one way to apply what I've read. So, and then I always think too, don't forget to really share what the Lord, that whatever that nugget is or whatever you pulled out, what the Lord has taught you in your time today with another person. And then you're also that way you're meditating on those truths throughout the day. So let me just share what this might look like for me. 
Again, I love examples, right? So I'm gonna walk through it. So sometimes I start by just writing some bullet point notes in my journal when I'm reading. I may just make a note of things that stand out to me in my reading or maybe a question I have or something like that or something that's not clear to me or I wanna dig a little deeper on. So I'm gonna use the book of Romans as my example since it's the book I'm currently reading and share some thoughts from my journal. So again, when I do this, it solidifies these points in my mind instead of just reading them and not dwelling on them. For me, there is something about writing it down that helps me. So I grabbed from my journal from February 1st, my time in the word had me in Romans chapter four. So here were a few of my bullet points. Again, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed here, but this, these are just some little nuggets I wrote down. So I'm pretty simplistic with it. So one point was the Apostle Paul mentioned Abraham seven times in this chapter. I don't know why. It seemed to stand out to me that morning. I, I always appreciate the Apostle Paul's use of rhetorical questions. He seems to like to do that. In Romans 4.1, he states, what then shall we say? Um, Abraham had nothing to boast about, and neither do I. It can be easy to fall back into the trap of trying to gain God's approval by my works. And then for me, that reminded me of Jerry Bridges' words from the book, The Discipline of Grace. They came to mind here. God's blessing does not depend on my performance. We're currently reading that book with our church family, so it's in my it's on my mind. So that just came to mind in this chapter of Romans four. Um, my, another point I wrote was God justifies the wicked. He doesn't justify those who are in any way worthy to be justified because the only one worthy is Jesus. No one's worthy. Romans four five states He justified the wicked, wicked those still in sin. And then I wrote, Abraham believed God. He believed God was able to do what God promised and would do it. Um, and then I put, Abraham is justified the same way we are as New Testament believers, by the righteousness of Christ. And my last bullet point on that day was, faith is a gift of love from the Father. And now having faith is a faith that obeys. Not perfect, but the desire's there. Now being God's adopted daughter, I want to live in a way that honors him. So that was kind of what I bullet pointed for that chapter, but then it gave me items to meditate on. And then on that entry on February 1st, I wrote in a few sentences to just take away from my time in the Word. And here's what I wrote on that day. I just put, Abraham was considered righteous before the law was given and before circumcision. It was not earned. It was fully given to him through God's grace. He believed in God. A faith that believes does not mean it is a faith without struggles, doubt, sin, disbelief. It's a faith that trusts in the promises of God and desires to live a life that is pleasing and obedient to the Lord amid many failings and setbacks. And then I put, I fall into unbelief. And in those moments, I rest in and remember who God is, his goodness, and how he sees me and loves me now that I am his child by grace through faith in Christ alone. And I ask him, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. I may pray through that. So I, I've journaled and now I want to take it with me. So I'll pray through that. My little journaling, I might share a note from my time with a friend that I have contact with that day that may be encouraged by it or with my husband over breakfast. I want to meditate on those truths throughout my day. I may just grab a nugget to think about. It might be as simple as those moments when I'm struggling. I remind myself who God is, who he made me to be, and how he sees me now as his beloved daughter. I, I may decide there's a verse or section of that scripture I just read that I want to memorize and add it to my Bible memory app. It might seem like a lot because it's it's hard to describe it, but it's really not. And some days are shorter. Some days I have, may have one sentence. Some days I may have no sentences. Some days I may not feel like reading or think I'm too busy and there are other things pulling for my time, but I choose to and I'm always glad I did. 
I keep pressing on because I know that this is one of the ways the Lord continues to grow me and change me as I interact and wrestle with and apply his word. He's helping me to grow more in my knowledge of him and not just to leave me there with with knowledge, but how to apply it. And as I do that, how it changes me more and more into his likeness. It reveals sin in my life that I need to deal with and those areas where I'm not obedient or thinking rightly. And the other aspect with talking out the scriptures, I think of this with my husband, we had something come up the other day and to discuss it, that really helps me. Like sometimes maybe I'm not understanding something clear or rightly and just talking that through with him helps me to solidify it and get a right thinking on it because he and I can dig in the scriptures together and work through it. So it really does help when you take whatever you're reading in the word and you share it with someone to work through it together. I don't want to ever shut my Bible and forget what I read. So after Bible reading and journaling, I typically read from D.A. Carson's devotional for the love of God, um, whatever the readings are for that day. It it has two volumes and it aligns with the Robert Murray McShane reading plan. And time permitting, I may read from both volumes that day. They're not super long. And then next I move into prayer and I I, for the most part, I really use the PrayerMate app. If I don't pray from the app directly, I kind of use it as a guide. It has all my prayer lists in it. And alternatively, I may pray without the app. I may journal my prayers. I may spend a longer time in prayer over specific areas or people or situations. I typically use the ACTS acronym to pray, you know, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. That's what I usually end up with. The PrayerMate app is really helpful for me. Um, at some point, I'd really like to put together a post on what it looks, what my list look like in it. I really appreciate that it syncs with my devices and I can add prayer requests right into it. So this year when our pastor put out the prayer guide for our church, I added all the church family into it. So each day I'm praying for three to four families. It's been so good to look people up I don't know in the church app so I can see their photos and put a name with a face when I'm praying for them. Although I do want to share that it seems that everyone I don't know did not submit a photo. (laughs) So this is my plea that if your church has a photo directory, will you please submit your photo to it? But it, it also gives me a place to add prayer requests in for each family. And then I'm able to pray for them each month or put them in as a special request to pray for more more frequently. So if I'm at church and somebody shares a prayer request with me, I can get in my app on the phone and put it right under their name. And then on that particular, I could put it in as a special request so I pray more frequently. Or also when they come up on the day of the month that I'm praying for them, then it's there and I know how to be praying for them. So after my time in the Word and prayer, I move into working on my scripture memory. And I shared before, I've shared many times, I'm sorry, I know y'all have heard this, but I use the Bible Memory app and I highly recommend it to everyone. It simplifies the scripture memory process. It automates when the verses come up for reviewing and practicing. And you can change that schedule. You can make it less frequent, more frequent. You can do that. it's really kind of a it's kind of a fun way to memorize scripture. It's a great option when you open up on your phone if you're waiting in a doctor's waiting room or something. Instead of scrolling on social media, you open up and you've got your Bible memory app to practice your verses. So I have um, whole Bible chapters in it. I have many verses. I have Psalms that I work through on a regular basis. One day I want to memorize a whole book. I'm close in Colossians. I have chapter one and chapter three. So I'd like to like build the whole thing, but I'm not there yet. Um, but right now we just started a group to memorize the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters five through seven. And if you want to join us, I'll put a link to the group, um, in our Bible memory app in the show notes too. 
you work at it at your own pace. You can even adjust it and use your own Bible translation. I have it in as the ESV, but I believe when you do the group, there's a way you can change all that and you can figure all that out. Um, and even if you just determine that you want to memorize just the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, 1 through 12, that's a great start. So I was in a lull of adding new verses to memorize. Um, I was just working on previous ones, so I was really thankful for our friend of Thankful Homemaker Patreon group. I'm bringing it up again, I know, wanting to work on scripture memory. So thank you to Zoe for bringing up that idea. Hello, Zoe in Australia. I just love her to pieces. So, And then also, I have the whole podcast series on the Sermon on the Mount to listen along if you want to, if you haven't yet. And my friend Timmy also let me know that Steve Lawson just started teaching through it too. So if you're memorizing with us, his teaching would be a really nice addition to listen to each week. I just started it. I started the first one yesterday. I'm almost finished with it, but his podcast is called The Bible Study with Steve Lawson, and I'll link to it in the show notes. So after my time in the Word, if I have time, I like to read for 15 minutes or so from whatever current Christian nonfiction book I'm in. Um, it's usually more theologically based. My, my current read, as I'm sharing this episode, is Rosaria Butterfield's new book called Five Lies of Our Anti-Christian Age. It's been a good read. It's, it's a slower one for me. It's not a quick read. It's just a lot to take in. And the five lies that she covers in it are, um, and when I'm reading these titles, these are her lies she's addressing. So um, that the first lie is homosexuality is normal. The second lie is being a spiritual person is kinder than being a biblical Christian. The third lie is feminism is good for the world and the church. The fourth lie is transgenderism is normal. And the fifth lie is modesty is an outdated burden that serves male dominance and holds women back. It has been a really good read for the times we're in right now. So, so far I recommend it very highly. I'm only about halfway through it. So my morning time with the Lord, it can take me quite a while um, if I have time to go through everything I just shared with you. Most mornings, it's probably about an hour and a half, especially if I'm up at that 4.30. If my time is short in the morning, though, like if we're traveling or getting out the door super early or something's going on, I will just pray and I'll focus on reading the word. Those are my two things. And then my day starts and I'll move on to my to-do list for the day. I shared more about that in my episode titled 10 Things Helping Me to Manage My Days as a Homemaker. I'll link to that in the show notes if you've not listened into that one. The show notes for that particular one on the blog are pretty detailed too, so you can even just read the post on that one. So another thing that I'm loving as I'm moving down my list of all these little favorite things here are lists that help me to make decisions. So I have issues making decisions sometimes. I can be a bit indecisive. So one thing that's been helping me to simplify the decisions I make is by keeping lists. I have my book reading list. You can see it in my top 10 books of 2023 post at the blog. I have a list of Bible study resources I turn to use. You can see that one in a recent blog post too. But I also keep lists of what podcasts I'm listening to next or a teaching to watch or even what to watch next on, you know, on whatever TV streaming service we use. There's nothing worse for my husband and I than getting to the end of the day and we're getting ready to sit and watch a show together and we spend half the time scrolling to find a show. So we don't like to do that. So very simply, we, we do keep them in a watch list on various apps we use, but I like to keep a running list of shows or movies that we want to watch um, in my Apple Notes app. We seem to enjoy the BritBox d- detective shows. My, my kids, and I enjoy PBS, so my kids always tease me. They're like, I love those, quote, period shows. And I, I do. I am. My current watch on PBS is All Creatures Great and Small. It's just really good. It's a good one for the whole family, too. 
we actually just finished watching um, the Anne of Green Gables movies with my grandkids, and that was fun because it has been a while since I've watched those. So for my podcasts, I use the Apple Podcast app, and I add podcast episodes I want to listen to in the future in the app. They call it the queue. It's this feature they have. Um, and then that way they're just there and they'll play one right after the other when I do it that way. And I apologize if you, I had an issue with Apple Podcasts. For some reason, um, they randomly marked my podcast as explicit and it's obviously not explicit. So that I think it's all remedied now and should be good. So I apologize if you have had any issues with that. Um, I also have my book list. But I also keep a list of what's next up on how I read my books, whether it's an audiobook or Kindle or a physical book, so I don't have to make a decision. I, I, I may veer off it at times if I'm really bad, like, you know, that shiny new book comes along. I really can be bad at that. But for the most part, I try to stick with it. And also, I think here are things like if you're a YouTube watcher, you can do this with the videos you enjoy or the, you know, the channel. So you're not caught up just scrolling when you open YouTube, that homepage and watching whatever comes up. Visit the accounts that you watch regularly and add the videos you want to watch to your watch list. Or maybe you make a specific playlist to create for that. That way, when you log in to watch something, you're not wasting time but you're watching the video you desire to watch. There's such easy ways to do this. As I talk about this, you know, just the list aspect from movies to books, you know, with all these notes apps on our phones or to-do list organizers, there's easy ways to even keep it um, automated. Or if nothing else, put it in your planner. That's what I used to do. I used to keep the list in my planner. Now I do kind of, I'm a little techier with it and I like to keep the list on my phone because then I could add to it or speak to my Apple Watch and she adds it, whoever, Siri adds it for me. I like to keep lists of our favorite meals. This is a really huge help in my meal planning. Just a list of things like our favorite breakfast, lunches, dinners. I even keep lists of favorite desserts and snacks and hospitality meals that I like to serve. I keep a printable travel packing list. I have one for airplane travel, one for car travel, and one for when we're traveling by car and staying at a VRBO or Airbnb. I love car travel because I could take so much more. Like like that new fancy coffee mug. I could take it with me now. <laughs> I could take my coffee maker. I love to do that. If we're at an Airbnb or VRBO, I love to take my crock pot and my favorite, you know, pans and things to cook with. So I shared a list of um, a list of lists that helped me in a podcast episode. It's an older one. It's called Simple Tips for Beginning Homemakers. So here were some other ideas I had in that episode um, of some lists. So I'm just, I'm going to throw these at you. And these are some of the lists that over the years I've kept in my planner and on my phone. So holiday meal menus, lists for meal ideas, as I shared, just favorite meals, hospitality menu favorites, healthy travel snack ideas, packing lists for travel, airplane, and car, movies, books, restaurants, and places to visit lists, meals we'd like to try, Christmas gift lists for each year so I can look back and see. Christmas gift ideas. I just have a place that I can capture them quickly. A master to-do list for our home. You know, just kind of I keep this running list of bigger projects we'd like to tackle. I keep my cleaning list in there from my daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly tasks. I have my morning and evening routine in there. And then I always keep this list of, quote, what I call someday um, to put ideas that pop into my head. I keep a running list of podcast and blog topics, you know, just things to as I'm approaching and making my schedule and thinking through. And then I have a, I also for the podcast, I keep a running list of courses and printables that I'd like to create for my shop. So those are some of the lists I have 
all over the place, but they're easy to access. And when I an idea pops into my head, I have a place to put it and I don't forget it. So I do also, as I'm moving down my list here, this is my kind of my next favorite thing. I have a fun announcement for those of you who live maybe nearby me or are within driving distance. And of course, you're welcome to fly in. I anticipate that probably won't be an option, but I'm really excited to extend an invitation to you for our upcoming one-day conference at my local church. It's the Word First Ladies Conference, and the theme of our conference is the authority, necessity, and sufficiency of God's Word, and it's being held at my home church, First Baptist Church in West Bend, Wisconsin. It's on Saturday, March 23rd, 2024. It is an opportunity for us to study God's Word together. We're going to leave better equipped as women in all of our roles as wives, mothers, grandmothers, co-workers, or sisters. Michelle Leslie is our guest speaker, and if you're in the area and can bring a friend, do it, do it. I'd love you to I'd love you to attend. I'd love to get to meet you in person. There's a small registration fee of $30 and it covers your breakfast and lunch and some additional resources. So join us to delve into God's word and enjoy fellowship with other sisters in Christ. I believe that you're going to leave with a deeper understanding of the authority, necessity, and sufficiency of God's word. That is our hope. I will put the conference details in the show notes. It is an in-person conference, so it will not be recorded or live streamed. If you if you would just even, I will put it in the show notes, but like if you're thinking now and you want to search, just Google First Baptist Church in West Bend, Wisconsin, and I'm pretty sure our church will come up and you'll see the, um, the banner for it. It's right on our homepage of our website. So again, it's March 23rd. 2024. It's a Saturday in case you're listening to this later and it's over, just so you know that. Um, so another favorite thing are music playlists. I I'm, I obviously, I, I do a lot of writing and reading and studying and I do some bookkeeping work for our company. Um, and I love having music in the background. So music and a lit candle and a cup of coffee, it makes my heart very happy. I have this candle that I got as a gift from Magnolia and it's called... Um, library that I love and they don't make it anymore. So if anybody knows any similar candle, a a replacement, shoot me a note. I'd love to find one. It's just so yummy. I don't know how to describe it. It's a great scent. Um, I do use Spotify and I have a list of various playlists with lovely background music. You might find me listening to classical or instrumental um, jazz or instrumental movie soundtracks. I do love movie soundtracks. Um, or instrumental hymns. I'm pretty eclectic in my music choices. I grew up as a little girl with my mom playing the Carpenters or Burt Bacharach in the background at my home, and I still enjoy some of those oldies too. The rest of my family, not so much, but um, I love having a fun, upbeat playlist by cooking dinner on even. So I have playlists on Spotify that I either just follow because they're already made, or I'll make up my own. Um, There's one that I really enjoy when we have company for dinner, and it's called Jazz in the Background on Spotify. I'll I'll link to a couple of my favorite lists in the show notes too, in case you're a Spotify listener. Um, Let's see, another favorite thing are, I'm going to work through my books, what books I'm currently reading. So I just finished a blog post about my favorite reads from 2023, and I shared my 2024 reading list on it. But I want to highlight a couple of books. I I just finished Studies and the Sermon on the Mount by Martin Lloyd-Jones this year. It took me three years, right? We went through the Sermon on the Mount, so I took three years, and it took me three years to read that book because I worked through it as I did the studies. Um, If I wasn't doing the podcast series, I probably would never have read that whole book. So I am so thankful for that series. I learned and I grew so much through it. 
I'm now going to listen along to Steve Lawson teaching through it. And we're even, we're just finishing it up um, at our church on Wednesday night studies. I cannot get away from that right now. And I don't want to. I'm so grateful for all these other resources to keep camping in it. I'm really looking forward to memorizing it with a group of ladies through the Bible memory app too. That that accountability with the group is going to be good for me. Um, So this is basically what my reading schedule looks like. I read a physical book of Christian nonfiction or theology focused in the morning, and currently it's the one I mentioned by Rosaria Butterfield. I, in my mind, I don't know what's on my list next for that. Um, I always have an audiobook going. Usually it's historical fiction. I like to listen in while doing chores and getting ready in the morning. I just finished one by Lisa Wingate called The Book of Lost Friends, and it was good. It wasn't like this great book, but it was a really good listen. I really enjoyed her book, um, that I read previously called Before We Were Yours. So I was kind of looking forward to this one and I did enjoy it. I shouldn't say that. It just wasn't like one of my top books or anything. Um, I read on Kindle before bed and it's usually a lighter read because I typically read for 15, 20 minutes before I'm ready for bed or to go to sleep. I may sit in the afternoon sometimes with another book that I keep by my reading chair or read one on my Kindle app on my tablet. And right now, that's Trusting God by Jerry Bridges because it's our current book club read and the Friends of Thankful Homemaker Patreon group. I'm still working through being Elizabeth Elliot. That's the next book on her later years in life by Ellen Vaughn. It's been good. I'm just, I'm not very far in it. So I feel bad. I know people keep asking me and I'm like, I'm nowhere in it yet. Um, I'm hoping we're going to, I have a trip with my husband coming up for his work and I'm hoping to take it with me on the plane and do that because we don't fly very often. So I'm hoping to get a little more um, book time in with that one. And then obviously I said I'm reading The Discipline of Grace for a book club at church. So I have a lot of books going on at the moment right now. And I do take notes and I use what's called a remarkable tablet. It's like a, it's like an electronic paper tablet. It feels like paper to write on. And I do keep notes in that as I read. So each book gets its own notebook in there. And then I'll take some notes on it, especially the ones like Trusting God and The Discipline of Grace that we're going to talk about in a group study. And then if it's another book I read that I think this might be good to talk about on a podcast, I may take more notes on that one. But but as I say all that, I've shared this before. When I read on my Kindle and even reading a paper book, I can share highlights that go to an app called Readwise, and then all my highlights are in there, and I can easily summarize thoughts from different chapters and pull through and take notes on them. I, you'd have to Google that. I don't, I don't think I'm ready to do a description of that, but there's a lot of more productivity techie people that have done that. But if you're a Kindle reader and you like to take highlights and, um, and save them and work through them, Readwise is really great. And a lot of times you'll see me share these quotes that come from Readwise on social media because it it shows me old, it'll pull old quotes, quotes from books that maybe a book I read three years ago that I forgot about and it'll bring a quote up and I'll be like, oh, that was really good. I totally forgot that. So it, it continually keeps all my books in front of me over time. So I've really confused you on that. But if you Google Readwise app, check it out and it'll explain it more. So on my Kindle, I'm currently reading, and I'm almost done. I think I have one hour left, according to Kindle, um, Stepping Heavenward by Elizabeth Prentice. It is my third time through this book as a believer, and I love reading it right now in this empty nest season of my life. Um, actually, I I like it because she's right now she's been a caregiver to like her father-in-law and her mother now, and that's sort of my season of life I'm getting into. So 
I just appreciate the honesty and the relatability of Katie's spiritual struggles and and her triumphs even. The novel addresses so many things. It's just really working it through like her journal. She's journaling and she's not a daily journal. You may not hear from her for a couple months and she'll journal again, but it addresses her issues as faith and marriage and motherhood and being a caregiver. And it just resonates with various generations and seasons. And Elizabeth Prentice is just a really engaging writer. So it's a lovely read. One of those, if you've not read yet, you should. And it would be great for your older teen daughters too. So I want to close out. I know I'm getting to the end finally. Y'all are like, really, Marcy, this was a very different episode. I'm hoping you enjoyed it. I hope this was good. Um, I want to close out our time together today with a section from Stepping Heavenward. And this is from Katie's journal entry on October 1st. I don't, I didn't, there wasn't a year. I didn't look back either to see what it was. So she's writing after the death of her father-in-law who lived with them and whom she cared for. And Katie's husband is Ernest. So that's the Ernest in the poster. So she writes, she says, I've had a new lesson, which has almost broken my heart. In looking over his father's papers, Ernest found a little journal, brief in its records indeed, but we learned from it that on all those wedding and birthdays, when I fancied his austere religion made him hold aloof from our merrymaking, He was spending the time in fasting and praying for us and for our children. Oh, shall I ever learn the sweet charity that thinketh no evil and believeth all things? What blessings may not have descended upon us and our children through those prayers? What evils may they not have warded off? Dear old father, oh, that I could once more put my loving arms about him and bid him welcome to our home. And how gladly would I now confess to him all my unjust judgments concerning him and entreat his forgiveness. Must life always go on thus? Must I always be erring, ignorant, and blind? How I hate this arrogance sweeping past my brother man, this utter ignoring of his hidden life. I see now that it is well for mother that she did not come to live with me at the beginning of my married life. I should not have borne with her little peculiarities, nor have made her half so happy as I can now. I thank God that my very disappointments and discomforts, my feeble health, my poverty, and my mortifications have done me some little good and driven me to him, capital H there, a thousand times because I could not get along without his help. But I am not satisfied with my state in his sight. I am sure something is lacking, though I know not what it is the end of her quote there. I just seem to take away something from every entry in her journal. And although it's fictional, it is incredibly relatable. Um, I just think about believing the best of others is a beautiful quality of true love. It's a good book. Revisit it if you haven't recently and give it a read um, if you haven't yet. So if you're still with me here, I'm so grateful for your time today in this very eclectic episode for Thankful Homemaker. I've shared what my time in the ward looks like, a few of my current favorite things that are helping me. And I hope your biggest takeaway is this, that in the midst of life's busyness and all the responsibilities you have, Remember that regardless of your circumstances, that Jesus truly is enough always. His love and grace are sufficient to meet all our spiritual needs, providing us with his peace, his comfort, and his strength in all situations. One of my favorite songs that I find myself singing to myself has such a comforting truth in the title, He Will Hold Me Fast. So if you're in Christ, if you've repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation, He is holding you fast. Jesus truly is enough always. I'm so grateful for your time today. 
The show notes are at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com. They'll be linked wherever you're listening to this episode. And if you're on a podcast catcher app, the direct link to the post will be under that. And I so encourage you, my friend, if you're not yet, to become a subscriber to the blog. It's free. Um, I email you a couple times a month, maybe. Um, I do one newsletter I call Coffee Chat and one Tea Time, usually a little shorter one. You get access to the free library of printables. And as I start to filter off social media, we can still keep in touch. So the the um, website to do that, you can find it at thankfulhomemaker.com backslash free dash library. But I'll put that link in the show notes. And also the free library tab is at the top of my blog at thankfulhomemaker.com. If you just click on where it says free library, you can do it right there too. So I'm so grateful for you, my dear friend, and I do pray you have a very blessed week. Mm -hmm.